Be strong, protect the weak, love everyone. I mean, is there really any other message we should be teaching our children? That pretty much covers everything. And those were the words written on a napkin note from my next guest's husband to their son when he was having some trouble at school with his friends. But of course, I'm going to let her tell you this whole story because it led to the creation of her business called Be Strong, her podcast called Be Love, which by the way, you all will love. And I cannot wait to share this episode with you. Christy lives with her husband and her two children in Texas where they recently moved from Colorado. Christy is a business owner, a podcast host, and a newly released author of a children's book you are going to be so happy to know. She leads a family coaching network where she has brought so many families together to learn from each other each month. And I just love her heart for lifting people up and just loving one another. I know you are going to love Christy's heart too. Come along, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to families that stick together, just step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted, turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. My mom, who always kisses me goodnight, says, sleep in peace, God's always away. Jennifer Zembiel! Now this is a bit of a unique to gather for family dinner review. This comes from Sarah in Ohio, and backstory is she had reached out to me when I was featured in Our Sororities magazine. I did not know Sarah, but she asked me if my to gather for family dinner game, which was the only one I had at the time, was good for her and her husband who were newly married. And I was honest with her and said, a lot of it's geared toward families because it asks about the children, like ask your youngest child this or tell your middle child this or whatever. And she really wanted it to work on their communication skills. So she ended up buying it. On a side note, she is pretty much what really pushed me to make together for date night a reality because I knew couples needed it. But she and I had been conversing. I reached out to her. I wanted to know if she thought it was good for them. And here is what she said. It's going really, really well with just the two of us, actually. It took a while to get him on board. He thought it was a silly idea, and whenever I suggested using it, he didn't want to. But I brought it in my purse out to dinner one night and guilt-tripped him with the fact that I had spent the money on it, and I at least wanted to try it once. I think he didn't want to start a fight in an olive garden, so he begrudgingly gave in, and we had fun with it immediately. Now when I suggest using it, he never complains or hesitates. He grabs it and says he wants to pick first. The night I sent you the video, we had just been laying in bed talking about nothing and having a nice moment of togetherness, and I was just thinking how I didn't want it to end. So I grabbed the book off my bedside 
and we started using it and it extended this moment of talking and togetherness that may not have lasted as long without it. We both love it now. This is the power of to gather products. Whether you use in our family dinner or date night, we are so happy to hear that it brings you together. Sarah, thank you for that. We hope that your marriage is incredible and that your communication is so strong. Please keep leaving us reviews, send them to us at Facebook, on our podcast, or just send me a quick message and we will keep sharing your stories with other families. Hey, Christy, welcome to Families That Stick Together. I am so excited to have you as an interview guest today. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Of course. Well, let's start with how we even know each other because I'd say our friendship has actually been one of my favorite unforeseen gifts that came out of my journey starting together. I think it's Aww, really great. Thanks. I know. I, I just really, really am so thankful that we've connected. So I, I also think it's a really great way to show all the good that can come out of connections through social media, because I always tell people you're my real Instagram friend. <laughs> yes, real. My real one. I love it. So I know we met through a mutual friend and she connected us through direct message on Instagram. It was uh, Susan Ramirez at Austin Angels. So yes, I, think I love Susan. You um, had donated to them in the past, right, with their, all their foster care organizations. And I was able to donate a lot of Together Games to them last year, which was pretty cool. And then... <laughs> You So we became friends, and then do you remember last summer you reached out to me and asked me a question that <laughs> was kind of random question? about going know. out of town together? Oh, yes, but we had talked on the phone. Remember, we did, we did talk on the phone about business, so I felt like we kind of knew each other um, before because didn't we talk about business? We talked about business for a bit, for like yes. an hour and a half. We did. We talked for a long time. I was really excited to know you because I felt like I finally had met someone who actually was creating products because you have a clothing line and I really, really needed your advice. So that, yeah, we had made a little friendship that way and then through Instagram, but then you called me and you said, do you want to go to the Rise Business Conference and do you have a roommate? <laughs> And you lived in Colorado. You you asked me. I don't even remember. All I remember is literally showing up and being like, calling my husband. My husband's like, who are you rooming with again at this random conference that you don't know anybody? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, babe. I was like, I'm, I'm rooming with two girls that I met on Instagram. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, what? And my husband is in security. Like that's his background, like former secret service. Like we always do. We always joke that he does background checks on everyone. And, um, but I don't even think he knew you guys to do background checks. So, I mean, he was just waiting for a call like the next day that I was murdered by my two random Instagram friends, but here we are. You didn't murder me. We did not. It was great. So you flew from Colorado. (laughs) I flew from Kentucky. Sarah came from Indiana. We all met in North Carolina for the first or South Carolina for the first time. And, uh, it was the best decision. We stayed three nights together. We all left alive. But I have really appreciated our friendship. So thanks for being here today. I'm really excited to talk about you because, and and share you with everybody. You're a business owner, an apparel maker, a podcast host, an author, a family coach. But everything you do is centered around what you lovingly call 
the Be Strong story. I would love for you, Christy, to just share that story, especially because it comes straight from something so dear to the mission of Together Moments, and that is words spoken, or in your case, words written. So please tell us your story. Yeah. So about, um, let's see, four years ago, my husband wrote a simple message to my son and I'll kind of give you the backstory. So Holden, my now 11 year old was in first grade. I guess that's longer than that five years ago. And he was on the playground and just wasn't being treated kind, um, from a friend and it was just really hurting his heart and he would come home and, you know, kind of tell us how it heart was a little broken. And, um, at the time my husband traveled a ton and so he wasn't home during the week and he happened to be home that week. And for many moms who are listening, um, if they are, you know, single during the weeks because maybe their husband travels or whatever it is, like by the end of the week, you're just cashed out and you're, you know, all the lunches and the dinners and all the things that you're having to make, you do not want to make one more lunch. Like I would rather clean 700 toilets, um, than make another lunch for some kid. And so I remember just telling my husband, I'm like, I, I cannot make one more lunch. Basically they're getting Cheez-Its and a smashed banana right now. Cause I can't do it. And so if you want them to actually have sustenance in their lunchbox, you got to make their lunch. And oh, by the way, your kid's struggling on the playground. So could you like stick a note in there? And lo and behold, he wrote this note that has become our mission and motto for our family, has become our company, is now our children's book. I mean, it's just incredible how like a three phrase note became this. And the note said um, in Sharpie on a napkin, very simple, which my husband is very like simple to the point. It said, be strong protect the weak, love everyone. And that became our mission motto. When I got that, when I saw that note in his lunchbox, when he came home, we have it framed. And I said, how can we live this out as a family? And so we started to live it out as a family and we started to bring other families along um, and take action with that by serving and and just loving others in our community. Um, And then kind of turning it into, you know, t-shirts and, um, working with the community to, to help the homeless, um, and then podcast and, and now children's book and some other fun things. And so it's just interesting how, you know, one simple thing could birth a lot of really fun things that our family's got to be a part of. I just love your story so much because I feel like it could be anyone's story in the sense that here you were a family, you were exhausted by the end of the week. You already told us that's normal. Husband that travels, that's normal. Hey, help me out. Hey, our kid has this real life issue problem going on. Can you just help him help make him feel better? He writes this note and it really was just a couple seconds of your husband making just something be known to his child that, hey, I'm here for you. Let's really think about what's important. And it leads to this entire inspiration for your family. I just think it's so cool because I think a lot of times we think something big has to happen for our life to change or to send us down a different path. And it wasn't. It was just you living your real life, moment building after moment. And this napkin note comes home and you see it and it inspires you and you keep going and, and all of that. And I, I just think it's such a real life example that you didn't seek out a new business. It just came to you because you saw a need and you saw how it was affecting your family. But I have enjoyed really every place that napkin note has taken you all. 
but I'm really excited about what you just put into the world, which is your new children's book about the whole thing. I can remember when all my kids were preschoolers and a friend of mine, she, she was complaining about how many books she had at her house. She had young kids too. And she told me that she had decided to do a purge and she was only going to keep the books with a purpose. Now I have never really forgotten that advice and have been, I, I really try to be careful to keep books with a purpose in our home as well. So I'm so excited for families to get your book because I know it will most definitely be a very purposeful book in their home. Tell us about it and, and tell us what your hope is for how families will use this book. Yeah, so it really is just the story. It, it just shows um, a real life story of our family and how the napkin note kind of went, it shows a, a child who was first going to school. So Holden was first in kindergarten. We were in a new town and it really just helps kids, you know, who are starting something new, whether it be they moved or they're starting a new school or they're scared to have new friends. So it starts with him, you know, going to this new school and his mom and dad telling him like, now is your time to let your light shine. And, um, you know, your job is to really, we, we have a phrase in our family called eyes wide light shine. And that's what we said to him every day. It's what I still say to my kids every day to keep your eyes wide open and your, and your light shining. And even though he was the new one at school, I still expect my kids to be looking for others who might need them. Um, and so he did. And so he met a friend who um, was, was also kind of having some sad times and he embraces him. And um, it's just really the story of what happened. And, you know, when on the playground, when Holden, that friend kind of, wasn't so nice to him. The lunchbox note kind of just inspired him to, to be strong. We love our, we want our kids to be strong in who they are. So they know their character. They know whose they are. They know who they are. So when other labels get put on them, because they will, whether they're in first grade and they get said bad things on the playground or whether they're in seventh grade and someone on Instagram says a horrible comment or whether they're 40 years old, you're always going to have labels stuck on you. And so the be strong really is for our kids to be strong in who they are so that when someone says something untrue about them, that that label does not stick on them, that they know who they are. Um, protect the weak, you know, is obviously keeping our eyes open to anyone who needs us. Um, and love everyone is, you know, even the person who might have treated you unkindly, you're loving. And so it's just, it's just that story in children's book form. It's rhyming. Um, our co-author is a kindergarten uh, teacher. She actually called me out of the blue. She was a stranger, called me three years ago and said, I don't know you. I just heard you speak at a conference and I feel called to write your story. And I'm like, oh, okay, yes, please. And she did. And um, it's just kind of cool how it's come about. So I, I hope it's a book of action, really. I don't hope, I hope you read it and you think it's cute and the illustrations are really sweet, but I want it to be a book of action. So we have questions in there. Uh, I begged the publisher to let us put one more page in so that we could have questions for your family to talk about. There's sweet little pictures, um, secret pictures that you can find in every single um, page, but I want it to be really not just a book that you read, but a book that you take action with, that it is the book that you go, okay this is inspiring my family to live on mission. And what is that mission? And then we kind of walk you through that. You know, I love those questions in there, Christy. They're awesome. And they really are. I, I think you have definitely achieved the book of action part because I had the privilege of reading your book before it went to the publisher and I read it with my kids. And I, I'm pretty sure I told you this after I read it with them, but 
it was during the spring when everything was going on with quarantine and being at home and, and all that sort of thing. And we got to the end where you just sum it up again and say, be strong, protect the weak, love everyone. And my eight-year-old looks at me and she says, well, that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing right now. And it was why school was canceled and it was why all these things happened. And just that one little thing gave us the most incredible conversation for like the next 10 minutes. And then we went through all your questions and it was so good. And I, I do appreciate that because I feel like as parents, you know, we always need that kickstart for those conversations. I mean, that's exactly what I'm trying to do here, (laughs) but anything through a book, through the prompts that you give them, I I think we can always feel inspiration in a whole lot of places we look, but if we don't have action from it, it's really kind of insignificant, right? Right. Because it's not going to move anyone forward. Right. This bonus question with Christy comes to us from Together for Family Dinner and our Things That Make Me Go category. I love this category because all it is are quick phrases like, that's crazy, I am so grateful, good decision, and all you have to do is peel this sticker and it gives you an immediate prompt to say what today made me say whatever's there. So you can see how this leads to some incredible conversations that just keep going and going and build off each other. So here's the question I have for Christy. What today made you say, how do you explain that? How do I explain the fact that we just moved from Denver, Colorado, which the heat index is, I don't know, like 75, beautiful. And now we have just moved to Waco and the humidity here is like 1000% and a hundred, it was 105 yesterday. So it is hard for me to explain to my body and to my children's bodies when they walk outside and then just close the door because they refuse to go outside in this. It's hard to explain the fact that we just moved uh, to a place with like a thousand percent humidity, but that is my how to explain. I don't know how to explain that actually. So what does it say? today for how it feels outside today feels the temperature great it's the, <laughs> yeah it's like 80 it's amazing it's like I want to bottle this up because usually it's like it was 105 yesterday so this is fabulous this feels good but it's it a, doesn't usually feel good it's a breathable day right it's a breathable day how yeah. do you explain that so I want to talk about friendship which is the whole point of your book there and what comes out of of acknowledging that because I think it's such an important topic to be sharing advice on. I know for me it's been the subject of many, many prayers for my children. You know, I, I think we all just want them to have good friends, right? Who lift them up, make them better human beings. And I'd love for you to tell us what the topic of childhood friendship is like in your home. Is it I know you said the um, you, you tell your kids the same thing all the time. Eyes, wa- what is it? Eyes wide, light shine. Mm-hmm. Eyes wide, light shine. And so I want you to know, I want to know, how do you encourage your children to evaluate friendships and evaluate their own actions as a friend? Are there like three good tips you could give us that you 
have always used with your kids or how do you just keep that stronger on your home? Yeah, I think you have to be a good friend before you find a good friend. And so for me, it's just making sure that my kids, you know, it's just the age old that you are wanting to um, love others well and treat others well. And so for me, it's really focusing on their themselves and are they the friend that they want to be, that they want someone else to be to them. And so that's what we're, probably what we focus most on. Um, and they know pretty quickly um, in friend circles um, who those people, you know, are and how they need to reciprocate friendship. And, you know, my kids are young enough, they're 11 and, and 8, that um, we've been really blessed with some really sweet friends. Um, but there's been some, I mean, obviously sometimes even in the past couple of years where, you know, we've had to talk as a family to say maybe those are some of the choices that we don't make. Um, but that doesn't mean that that we're not still kind and we're still a good friend to, to those kids anyway. It just means they might not be our, our closest friends. Um, so yeah, I think it's a conversation you'll have to have. I mean, and it'll be different every time. It'll be different with little kids and it'll be different when my kids are teenagers and, you know, the boundaries that you put in place. Um, but I think I just want them to know, like, in order to have a good friend, you have to be one first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so simple. I One of your questions in your in your book says, where are some places that you can let your light shine? And I think I, I love that question that you put in there because then it's going to lead to all those other areas where, you know, it's not just the friend that's already your friend. It's noticing who is in need, which is the beginning of your whole book or noticing those in our community who are left out. One of my favorite things I've always told my children just, I, I, it always comes up over and over is just because you're not being nice or just because you're not being mean doesn't mean you're being nice. And that is the whole, you know, just kind of indifferent feeling or leaving people out or just not noticing. I think that's mm -hmm. kind of a big problem. Yeah. I think noticing is a big, and it's, and it's big for us as adults, you know, it's like going into a space and looking around the space and making sure that everyone has someone to talk to. And, you know, even moving, it's interesting because we've moved several times. I've, I've many times been the girl that's the new girl. And so I noticed it even more. I've, I've been working out at this gym um, for the last week and I don't think anyone talked to me for like the first four times and I'm okay. Like, that's okay. I'm, I'm 41. Like I'm, I'm fine. I just, I'm going to be fine. But I just think to myself, like, man, like how many of us just don't even notice because we're just going through our day. And so I'm trying to, one of the, your favorite words too, is like empathetic kids who feel a certain way. And, and, and I think that's why I love letting my kids go through some struggle and go through some pain is because that's when they are empathetic to others going through that. And if they never go through struggle and they've never go through pain and they never go through new and they never go through what it feels like to be the odd man out, they will not have the empathy for the odd man out. And so I'm okay with them feeling a little uncomfortable sometimes. I'm okay. It breaks my heart when we move and they're the new kid. Like, it, you know, as a mom, you're like, oh my gosh, please someone talk to them. Please someone talk to them. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? They know what it feels like um, to be kind of left out or to be, um, you know, the new person. And so just teaching them empathy to feel what others are feeling and I think that's hard for us even as adults, especially even with these times going on right now. 
Um, and you know, our big thing is our family is to be around those who are different than us, who have different stories and different backgrounds. And I truly don't believe our hearts will open to empathy until we're around those who teach us, you know, a different story. And so that's a big deal for, you know, our family to be intentional about. Mm-hmm. Yes. So a couple of things you said, um, just as an adult, we go through those things as well, feeling unnoticed. And so it's not isolated to being a child. And I, I think those moments are always so good to bring up to our kids when we're trying to teach them those lessons, right? That, mm-hmm. hey, I know how you feel because I felt that way yeah. at the gym today or whatever yeah. it might be. And I also, talking about empathy, I I love your book for that reason too, because, you know, we can't always put ourselves in positions in everyday life where we can be around different situations in real time, face to face in our community or in our home or whatever, that's going to always give that. So if we're not, then we better figure out different ways to be showing our kids different things, whether it's through books that actually tell us to take action or through different, you know, if there's a movie or just talking to different friends or sharing story is really what gets you there. I remember when my uh, oldest daughter wanted to read the book Wonder And when I started reading it, or it was Megan, actually, my second daughter. But after I started reading the first chapter, I said, okay, everybody, this is a mandatory read for our whole family (laughs) because you have to read something like this and dive into the feelings of others to really even learn those things. And no one's going to choose kindness without empathizing first Mm -hmm. because you don't know. You don't get there. So thanks for making a book that really makes people think and gives parents really good conversations with their kids. Thank you. (laughs) I want to move on from your book, although I love it, and I want everyone to make sure they go grab it and find out more about your book. But besides your book, I know one of your other big projects for this year has been your family coaching network. I know this has become a really special community community for you all where you lean on each other and you share some really great tips and advice and so much goodness. But what would you say to the family who says, oh, we're good. We don't need any coaching. I have friends I talk to all the time. I have books I read because I know this is really bigger than just that. What do you see as the benefits of being in a group with like-minded families, even online? Because I think it's really important in today's world. Yeah, I think any time that you're growing, however you're growing, it doesn't have to be our stuff, but if you you have to be constantly growing. So <clears throat> if you are a parent, which I think is the hardest thing, and we think we can get through parenting on our own, we are cray-cray. Um, we need people beside us, whether that be friends or resources, books, whatever. So for me, I find it so refreshing when I have other parents that I can talk to about certain things. And so what I had noticed is that a lot of my friends and family, we were all struggling with the same issues, but we didn't have like a one-stop shop to go. So we would Google like how to be a good parent and you would get like 20,000 things. And then, you know, I'm failing as a parent. And then we had all these different emotions. And so I really wanted to put 
all of it together. And so that's kind of what I do is, and I'm really doing it for me too. I mean, when we say family coaching, that sounds so, I, I, I like the word coaching because it's, it's who I am. It's always what I've been. I love to cheer. I love to, you know, cheer people on and to challenge them. But I, our family is doing the exact same thing with you. So everything that I teach, um, a lot of it, I was in youth ministry for 15 plus years and we had some of the greatest families that I learned from. And I would ask these um, kids who are older, I would be like, what did your parents do? Like, why are you so awesome? Give me the three-step process of everything that they taught you so that I, who do not have kids yet, when I have kids can do this and they're awesome. And they never told me anything. They were like, I don't know. I'm like, didn't your parents tell you anything? Like, what was it? They're like, I, I don't know. And what I learned is it wasn't so much taught, it was more caught. So it was how their parents were modeling behavior. It was how their parents treated others. It was how their parents did life. It was just part of their DNA. It wasn't like this five-step process of this is what we have to do today, kids. It was literally they just lived life as a family. And so that is what we're trying to do with families. And so each month I give um, – a topic that we're teaching on and it's usually based on our community's um, questions and so like last month was raising confident kids and I truly believe that when we have when we raise kids who know who they are um, they will in, in light of what's happening in our you know world right now they will stand up for others because they know who they are even if it's against the grain of even if it's against others uh, and even if they're the only one standing up for what's right they'll do it because they're so confident in who they are and their purpose and so raising confident kids is a big deal for me and, you know, speaking over them and letting them know their expectations and letting them know who they can be and helping them have a growth mindset. You know, maybe they can't do it now, but they, they, they just can't do it yet. You know, those are big deals for us as a family. And so like failing, I want them to fail all the time. Um, and so we talk about that. I give a, a teaching, like a 15 minute teaching, and then we give um, just tangible things that you can do to um, implement that teaching in your family. And then we just give one challenge for that month. So each, every family is doing that one thing. I'm not bombarding you with, here are the 700 things that you need to do for your family. It's one thing. Here are some things that you can do. And so um, that's what we do every month as a family. And then we get together on a Facebook group page and then we just kind of dive into different things. Um, people might be struggling with or what worked for them and what works for this age. You know, some people have high schoolers, some people have toddlers and how they can mesh those um, different teachings into the different ages. So it is awesome. And I, I think everyone has room to grow, um, whether you're the best parent in the whole world. Um, I just believe you can learn from anyone and anybody. And so just as long as you have people in your life that you can be honest with and vulnerable with, but at the same time, that maybe are um, just a little ahead of you, either in parenting or in research or whatever that you can, you know, that you can learn from. It's like standing on the soccer sidelines, just having all the best conversations you hope to have on the soccer sideline, right? <laughs> because you're going there, you're always hoping someone gives you the advice you want as a parent, or how are you doing this? Or what are you doing with this? So I, yeah, I think it's awesome that you're putting that there because we do your, your reference to when you did youth ministry and you'd ask the kids, what are you doing at home? That makes you, you is something that we've asked a couple older girls that we know that have babysat for us. And we said, can you please tell us what your parents were doing that made you who you are? Well, I don't know, but 
but I do know their parents were always involved. They did activities with them. They constantly were communicating with them. And, but it was all these small moments multiplying to just become a solid foundation for their families. Mm -hmm. So I love what you're doing over there. I think it's, we are never to, um, experienced or anything to be able to learn from one another because there's always a different angle we can take. And if we don't feel like we need it from someone, I bet someone needs it from us also. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. definitely the give and take and learn. Thanks for doing yeah. that. I love your family yeah. network. Thank All right, you. Christy, the Fun. last question that we ask every guest What's one thing helping your family stick together right now? Can jam. I do not know what can jam is. <laughs> but tell me because so, I want to stick together more. <laughs> uh, okay. So quarantine, obviously we learned so much in quarantine. And so I'm actually writing something right now about just some of the lessons, like some of the questions we can ask our families so that we can take the lessons that we've learned in quarantine a lot of us have been together a lot, but we've had some really great things come out of that. And so I don't want to just like bypass that. And so one of the things that have come out of that for our family, obviously time together, um, but we've been playing a lot. So I think we've had more time to play. So there's a game called Can Jam. It literally is two cans. Um, you can get at Walmart, Target, whatever, online, Amazon. Um, two cans, plastic cans, and a Frisbee, and that's it. And you need four people to play or two people to play. And it is just like a Frisbee game, um, but it is so fun. And we play, like we try to play weekly, if not every night our kids want to play. And um, it's funny. We laugh and joke. And so um, that has helped us stick together. Just fun games that we probably wouldn't normally play together. Um, we're not like a game family. Like we don't do board games. We don't do puzzles. That's just, we're active family. So it's more like we go mountain biking, we go hiking. You know, that's what we always did in Colorado, but we don't live in Colorado anymore. So it's a little harder to find those things. And so just being outside for us is huge, um, but it's so hot here. So we got to figure out, you know, other adventure things. And so, yeah, uh, we went to the golf range the other day and hit golf balls. So just things, however your family is wired, I think finding something for you guys to do together that makes you laugh and, you know, giggle. That's the best. So can jam. That's our, that's our thing. You sold me. I'm finding it and ordering it when we hang up. $39.99 <laughs> advertisement can jam. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, one thing we did not talk about was your awesome podcast called Be Love. So tell everybody where they can find you, where they can listen to you, where they can get your book, where they can join your coaching network. Share everything. Yeah, everything's on BeStrongStory.com. So BeStrongStory all together. That's our Instagram handle, Facebook handle. It's where you can find our book, our podcast. Um, and then wherever you listen to podcasts, it's called B, and it's a period after it. So B is our logo, Be Love by Christy Hayes. So we just share stories of those who are living out love in creative ways, big or small, um, because every way matters. And, it, and it's really to just – in hopes to inspire the listener to love the way that they were created to love. And so, yeah, we have some fun guests on there and you can find that anywhere. Thank you for being here. I love the way that you are showing love to everybody. And how do you sign off your podcast? Go ahead. Let's go love the world, you guys. Go love the world, you guys. All right. Send us off then. Let's go love the world, you guys.
I think what Christy said about expecting our children to look for others who might need them is such an important thing that we really need to be considering all the time as parents. There is so much in our world that is right in front of us that we can use for teachable moments to teach our children so much good about having empathy toward others and seeing how they can use their gifts to be of service to others and to love one another. It most certainly goes for us as adults also. I think the real takeaway here is not only to read books that provide action for us, but to look for moments in our lives that are gonna lead us to action as well. I hope that you will consider bringing Christy's book, The Lunchbox Note, to your home to have really great conversations. And I also hope you will check out her Be Love podcast and just find something from this episode that you can go home and have really great conversation with your crew today. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.